0: peace, y'all. Got a quick update and a quick correction to throw at y'all before we get this started. Um, over the course of this interview, my guest and I talked about the 1992 animated musical Ferngully: The Last Rainforest, which I incorrectly attributed to director and animator Don Bluth, who had nothing to do with this motherfucker. So um, Bill Croyer is actually the director of Ferngully. So shout out to Bill Croyer. My fault on that. Um, also, um, my guest and I talk a little bit about New Orleans, and this episode was recorded before Hurricane Ida um, devastated the area. So I'm going to include some links to some uh, donation sites and just, you know, like, just like keep, keep New Orleans in your prayers, man. They've been going through it. Shout out to all my people in New Orleans and in the surrounding area. You know, like, we love y'all. Um, you know, shout out to the environment. Shout out to safety. Shout out to Robin Williams, Voice in a Bat um back to the show what's good y'all my name is Dylan Green and this is Real Notes a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how if at all film inspires their craft my guest this week is Minnesota-based rapper producer Pay for Love. We spoke about Final Fantasy, Persona, Suicide Squad, Fern Gully The Last Rainforest, his favorite music videos growing up, growing up in Minnesota, how attending an HBCU in New Orleans inspired his music, the ethics of turning trauma into music, the importance of a good rap name, and the creative process behind his latest project that the Lord wills it. Come fuck with us. What's cracking everybody? Welcome back to Real Notes. Uh, We're back on, we're back in the present, kind of, sort of, not really. But um, I want to say this is episode, what, this is number 25. I think, yeah, this is going to be number 25. Um, We made it to a quarter century. Shit is crazy. I I can't even believe I'm saying that. Uh, My name is Dylan Green, CinemaSci. Um, I got names. Those are two of them. I do a lot of things, including this. We have fun. Shit is tight. Um, everybody I bring on my shit is really special, and we got somebody who's you know up and coming and incredibly special, chilling with us today. Uh, this guy's a rapper. He's a producer. He's a traveling man. He's all over the place. He's a nomad type shit. Um, we got Antoine Pay for Love, formerly known as Ducky, in the building. What's, what, what's up, bro? Thank you for coming on my shit. I appreciate you.
1: What's up? How you doing?
0: Great. How you doing?
1: Doing good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we were just we were we, we were just talking about Final Fantasy earlier because he's way more ahead in it than I am. I kind of jumped off after 10. So you know, we're what that's where we're all at right now. Yeah.
1: Now, Final Fantasy is my stuff. Like I I don't know. I'm like, if I play a video game, it's like either Final Fantasy or it's like a fighting game. Like those are my it's my thing, really. Yeah. See
0: fight see fighting games. I'm all about a good fighting game. What's it yeah. what's your what's your shit?
1: So as of late, Soul Calibur Six has been my game. Mm. Um it's it's fun because like like I've been trying to play like two D ones. The other one is Lethal Blaze. That one's really crazy. But like I really like the 3D playing of it, it's just like moving forwards and backwards and then forwards and backwards <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: why that's why you bring that up because i got into a i don't want to call it an argument but i got into a discussion with some people because one of those one gotta go things showed up on twitter for fighting games and it was a uh, street fighter tekken mortal Kombat, and soul Calibur and i said soul Calibur and everybody's like you haven't played six yet have you and i was like i haven't played since four So I don't know if they, like, fixed anything up. Like, like, I like the games. I loved 2 growing up. But, like, uh, I'm ignorant. I just haven't played 6. So how is 6? Is it cool? Because I'm hearing things.
1: Yeah, I really like 6. I think, I don't know. It's, like, easy to pick up, I think. At least for me, it was pretty easy to pick up. I only played 3 prior to 6. And Mm -hmm. I only played that for, like, a couple months on the xbox so like i don't know it was pretty easy to pick up it was fun to play like i play with my girlfriend and it's real fun to play with her I had a friend over the other day for the first time and it was fun to play with him as well so i mean i don't know like it's it's not like it doesn't feel weird to me like it doesn't feel clunky or anything like anything that i could complain about
0: does it uh does Soul Calibur still do like the console exclusive characters or not? Because I know around like two, three, and four, they had console exclusive characters.
1: Um, I want to say they do because they had um, Gerald from The Witcher and 2B from Nier Automata. Mm, but okay. I don't. Speaking of Nier Automata, <laughs> Nier Automata and uh, 2B, to be on Soul Calibur Six is very fire, and then Nier Automata is a really cool game too. But yeah, I think those are console exclusives. I want to say they are, but I might be wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Autonomous is a game that um I know um, I got a lot of friends who play near and games like that, and those are games I also haven't really tapped into. I've really been off like I've really been off the RPG thing for such a long time, and like I'm trying to find my way back in so i feel like Nier might be a thing i might want to try at some point i just had like either that or monster hunter which is like kind of which is like it's an rpg but it's a lot of other things too but you know
1: i wanted really hard to get into monster hunter like i I was like monster hunter looks awesome like this game looks amazing and i never got into it it was like i don't know what it was about it it was very like I don't know. I can't describe it. It's just didn't grab me like some other games. So, yeah,
0: I get it because like it's it's really grindy, you know, like in a yeah. in, uh, you know, like like that's part of the reason why I wasn't big on Persona when the series was like really popping earlier on. Like I like once again, I had a roommate who was really into the I think the third one, Corey, I know you're listening. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was the third one. Um, I just like it's just such a grind. And I guess I can't really complain because I also play a lot of other games that are extremely grindy, but like the RPG grind is just so different from any other. There's something really unique about the RPG grind. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like it's, it, 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 it could just kind of get soul crushing after a while. Like
1: I definitely feel that. I think, you know, it's funny that you brought up Persona in regards to grinding um, because I really like Persona 5. And like, you do a bit of grinding in that one, but it's like, I don't know, there's a time crunch aspect to it as well. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like you grind, but you can't grind so much because you have that time crunch going against you, you know?
0: Right. That's cool. I'm into that. And yeah, now that, now that you mentioned it, I did hear that about Persona 5. Um, And and like, I love the because with Persona, I love the way it looks. I love the soundtrack. I love the aesthetic. I love the story. I love everything about it, but I just haven't, I'm like, I just need to find an excuse to finally just say, fuck it and go and play a game. Cause like, that's what I, what I wanted to do was like kind of onboard myself with a, uh, um, persona 4 arena, the fighting game, the arc systems mm-hmm. shit, which I'm, I'm not big on arc systems games, but I like them a lot. I love watching arc systems games. And then I play the dragon ball one every once in a while, but like, okay. I just want to I'm gonna find my way in one of these days and finally like experience this like I I, I can't remember the last time I devoted 60 hours to a game you know like I'm looking forward to coming back to 60 hour playtime type shit like that's gonna be fun
1: no I feel you um I'm trying to think what the last game I actually spent 60 hours on was I think it was Final Fantasy 12, I think. But it might have been that I spent 30 hours. That they have, like, the fast-forward feature? So I played it, like, fast-forwarded. I don't know if they changed the time accordingly, but, yeah, I think if they didn't, then I played 60 hours. I just didn't notice. But otherwise, I played 30, yeah.
0: I mean, you know, that that happens more often than I think we want to admit. You know, like, I played (laughs) 60, but it felt like 30. Like, you know, you know, like I started playing at eight and it's 5 a.m. Now, like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that, that's just kind of like that's just kind of like par for the course when it comes to games, at least for me. Yeah,
1: that's definitely for me. Like Persona might be another one. I think I spent like 50 hours on Persona, but I was just like with Persona 5, I was just like playing. I'm like, wow, it feels like I'm spending a lot of time on this, but like it felt like like. It was like one of those, I look back and I see that I started playing at, like, noon and it's, like, midnight. Like, it was, like, one of those types of things. Like, yeah. oh, it's, it's really dark outside.
0: <laughs> uh, that happened to me once while I was playing through Ghost of Tsushima. That's pro- that, that's probably the last game that I spent, like, well, that and I think uh, Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal and Ghost of Tsushima are the last two games that I spent, like, an extensive amount of time with. I want to say... I want to say, excuse me, by the time uh, I finished my, my Tsushima playthrough, it must have been like 10, 11, 12 hours, something crazy like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't wait to dive back in because they just put out the director's cut. Um, and and I think there's Doom DLC that I haven't played yet. So those two things I'm going to definitely spend a lot more time with. I'll probably have like 20 hours in them both by the time it's all said and done. Like 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 yeah. that's going to be fun. But, you know.
1: Yeah um ghost of tsushima is that like a souls like uh, it looks like a souls like and it sounds like a souls like but i don't know if it's fits in that
0: it's uh it's because because like because like souls is is dark like is dark souls uh is dark souls a uh um a one and done like you die and you got to start the game over again or not because because I know Demon's Souls was like that.
1: But I don't I haven't played Dark Souls specifically. So I don't okay. know. But I've played like other games from from software. Oh,
0: okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So I want to say like, like, like all I can say about Tsushima is that it's kind of, it like it's like an adventure game. It's mm-hmm. uh it's 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 open world and there's not very many RPG elements to it like you can like you can like customize and equip your character with a whole bunch of different things but it's not really uh like like i really think the best way to describe it would be like action adventure which isn't like the i like like i feel like those types of games don't really get made anymore cuz cuz like the on um, the other game Sekiro which is sort of similar like that one's that one's like souls yeah like definitely but but Ghost of Tsushima is definitely more I don't want to call it traditional, but it's more like in the mold of something like a like an Uncharted, you know, like it, it's, it's kind of sort of in that vein, And right. um, it was it was deved by uh, Sucker Punch, the people who made Infamous. It's like Infamous. There we go. You ever play Infamous?
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. so it's a lot like Infamous, um, except obviously you don't have electric powers and you're just like a samurai running through Japan and um there's a there's a before we move on there's a there's a customizable outfit that you can get that makes you look like or, or, or it gives you the same color uh the color matchup as sly cooper because Absolutely. sucker punch also for anybody listening sucker punch also dead the sly cooper games yeah it's um it's like a whole trophy you can get and everything i forget what it's called but like there's a specific hat a specific scarf a specific sword and something else that you have to get and then it's like boom you're sly cooper it's cute
1: that's so fire! i would love that <laughs> bring those back like, sly cooper yeah really those are like my favorite games like from like third grade to like seventh grade that's like my theme that was my theme so, yeah, those
0: yeah. games are the, those games are the best they're just so much fun so good to look at story's cute um i'm really big on like the whole like animals this bond villains thing they did just like really nice good yeah. vibes good fun
1: Yeah, real funny, too.
0: Yeah, real funny. Like, just like, I I love stuff like that. It's like really like on that platformer type shit that uh, like they're kind of sort of coming back right now, but Mm -hmm. not. They're they're not as dominant as they once were, like a game like Psychonauts, which I think just released last night out of the blue. It was supposed to come out Friday. Like they don't make games like Psychonauts anymore. They don't make games like like Sly Cooper anymore. So to see them kind of. Like, like, they do, but they're not, like, at the same level they were, you know, like, a decade ago. They're not as, like, omnipresent. But, like, it's just yeah. always cool to see shit like that. I don't know. I fuck with that.
1: Definitely.
0: Um. So, for you, you know, um, I'm going to ask the same question I ask everybody who comes on. What's the last movie or TV show that you watched that you had a strong opinion about? Hmm. I
1: It's tied between Luca and the new suicide squad movie how'd you like, like luca luca i really loved luca like it was so beautiful it was like i don't know it was like i really want more movies kind of in the vein of luca to me like um if it was very like it was very fun um the plot was like motivating like i wanted them to win and it didn't center around like a romance or have like really any romantic like um qualities in my opinion and i really like that for movies to like not always have like oh this is the romantic tension or like this oh. but, yeah i really like that they were able to make it motivating without doing something like that so i, I, res-
0: I re- yeah Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no problem. Um, yeah, no, nah, I love that. I have I haven't seen it yet, but I can say that Luca was the first movie I've seen in a or it was the first movie that like came out in a minute that I was really I was really like fascinated by the ad campaign for it because like the po- the poster I kept on seeing was of one of the kids like he's right above water. Less so mm-hmm. like the hat, like half his body is himself or his human body, and then this, and then the lower half is the sea monster body. I'm like that. Just looks so dope, like, and I love the art style. And I'm big on Pixar anyway. Is 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 is, is this is Luca Pixar or is it just Disney?
1: I couldn't say. I feel like the lines become increasingly blurred these days. Is like, oh, definitely? It's like I don't know. Especially since Disney owns Pixar, I thought. So yeah, like, they do. So it's like. Every Pixar movie is technically a Disney movie, but like, I yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I couldn't yeah, say
0: it. yeah, cause yeah, yeah, cause you're right. Like every Pixar movie is a Disney movie, but not every Disney movie is a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. And um and yeah, nah, Luca, Luca is a Luca is a Pixar movie. Okay, just just had to make sure. But yeah, like I, yeah, like I really want to see it, and I've heard good things about it. It it just looks really cute. I, I like I like like it looks wholesome you know
1: yeah it's very wholesome and then like the attention to details is like crazy like the um I want to say pixels but scales the scales on them just like all of it, it's just like great so yeah that's so really beautiful
0: yeah, yeah, I love. Yeah, like I love the color scheme, just like the mixes of like blues and browns and greens. Like that's just, it's just so appealing. It's so, it's yeah. it's just so like island, like but like a specific kind of like like Mediterranean island type shit. I like that stuff. I-, I-, I like that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot. I like the it was like really watercolory to me. It felt like like it didn't feel like I don't know. It was very vibrant, but it wasn't like neon or something it's just full colors right yeah
0: right right it wasn't like a sugar high or nothing like that Mm -hmm. like you were like bouncing off the walls like (laughs) yeah so i really like that movie that's fire um i'm gonna watch it at some point especially whenever like whenever it comes to whenever i don't gotta pay 30 dollars to watch it on disney plus i'll watch it or or if it's still in theaters and I can find it on like a cheap six dollars Tuesday. I'll go check it. I've been meaning to. Um, uh, but how'd you feel about Suicide Squad? Because yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Suicide Squad would. So I didn't see the first one. Um, I think in like 2014, I was like, I'm not watching another superhero movie unless <laughs> like my dad takes me. My dad loves them, so that was that used to be our thing. Like me and my dad would watch superhero movies all the time. But, like, they got to be really samey around 2014, around that time. So I was like, I don't want to keep on watching the same movie. Like, I don't want to watch, oh, this hero becomes regular. And then they build their way back up to becoming a hero again or something like that. Like, that kind of felt like the plot for all of them. So um, for some reason, one of my friends in Minnesota was like, we should go watch um, Suicide Squad. So I watched it with him. And it was, like, it was really funny. Like, it It felt like, I don't know, it was super funny. It was super gory, too. It was just, like, it kind of felt like Invincible, if you've seen that. The, oh, yeah,
0: I've seen Invincible.
1: Yeah, it felt like that a bit, Whereas like, it felt a little fresh to me versus, like, I don't know, other superhero movies. Like, I watched Black Widow. That was the other one i forgot i completely <laughs> forgot i watched that it was <laughs> that's like, what i've been hearing it, yeah it was like it felt like stuff was happening and it was stuff i hadn't seen before which i really liked about
0: it that's fun yeah because yeah because i saw uh, um because i saw the new suicide squad and i liked it i really hated the first movie i thought it was like it's maybe one of the worst kinds of those I've seen in a minute it's it's i thought it was really really bad but um the new one the new one is super the new one is tight i had a good time with it um it's also yeah it's really funny it's really gory in that like it reminds me of like a it reminded me of like an exploitation movie and james gunn the guy yeah. who made it um he also did the guardians of the galaxy movies from marvel and those mm-hmm. kind of have the same vibe but it's not as gory and there isn't as much cursing so it's yeah. like it, all, it almost kind of played out as like an adult version of Guardians of the Galaxy to me, except they don't go to space, which is, you know, like, you know, like that's kind of that's kind of like they're, they're both really similar. It's hard to it's hard to avoid the comparison, especially considering that uh they're both made by the same guy, you know, but like I just love I just loved watching King Shark do his thing like King Shark is yeah. just. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm just a sucker for like the big bruiser characters who don't say anything ever. Like, mm. I'm just I love that type of shit. Him, him. Uh, Rat Catcher was great. And um, I was trying to
1: think of her name. I was. I kept on wanting to say Rat Girl for some reason. But I love <laughs> yeah. I love characters like that.
0: Yeah, same. She. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was amazing. I kind of wish she got to use her powers a little more.
1: Mm-hmm. But like
0: I just had yeah, like she was just an interesting character. And then John Cena is Peacemaker. Yeah. like yo like between that and the new fast and furious movie like he's really good at playing villains like in, in i'm furious yeah. it's fire it's fucking crazy <laughs> but um yeah. cena's cena's great at he's, he's he's really good at being the villain and uh i think especially considering that there's so many wrestlers in mm. like movies right now And, like, most of them are heroes, kind of, sort of. You know, you got The Rock, obviously. You got Batista, who's um, Drax in the Guardians movies. Like, Cena plays a lot of villains now. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, that's, you know, that's that's different. Especially since he's not a villain when he's doing his John Cena shit with the WWE. Like, he's always, like, the good guy. So, it's fun to see him kind of break character a bit. Yeah. That is fun to see, like.
1: I don't know. It was really fun to. It was funny how like, like how righteous he was because like it was almost like he felt like he was playing the good guy, anyways. Like, and especially well in Suicide Squad specifically, like it felt like right. he's
0: playing the good guy,
1: and he was definitely not the
0: good guy. So, yeah, yeah, you know, like he, yeah, yeah, like he's just very much like. It's almost like uh, he, he's almost like what I feel a lot of people think Captain America is just like that, like really aggressive, like peace at all costs, American interests at all costs type shit. Yeah. Like, and like he's like he's that and that's evil, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's and I, I appreciate any movie that kind of plays that ideology and perspective as like this is like not the best thing in the world. You know, and, and like Cena did a great job of that. Like he didn't like make it too like heady or nothing like that. But it was just like, hey, like I've been the double agent this whole time. And like, bing, bang, boom. Like, I don't know why I said bing, bang, boom. But yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I feel it, though. I definitely do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a really good movie. I liked it a lot. Um, I. Uh, yeah, I liked it a ton. Um so for you what's uh um um, what's the first movie experience you can remember having like it could be at the theater your cousin's house it could be like at best buy like stumbling into the tvs in the back like (laughs) what was your first (laughs) movie experience you can remember
1: um i you know i listened to like the podcast and i hear you ask this question every time and i'm like let me think of what i'm gonna say and (laughs) i I like i still don't know which exactly one comes first but the one that stuck with me each time was um my grandpa he used to take all the boys um out to like movies and stuff and at the time it was just me and my little brother because we were the two oldest and um we went to go see monster house when it first came out wow. like opening day yeah <laughs> so um i remember we started watching it we got probably like 15 min- minutes at most into the movie but like i got terrified because the mon- like the house was literally a monster i'm like a little kid it's just like it was too much i was like i can't do this and he's like come on just give it a couple minutes i'm like <laughs> no like <you> have to <laughs> yeah so i think that's the one that stuck with me most and i remember like re-watching it like maybe two or three years later and i was like this is scary like <laughs> uh, this is <shit> tame <laughs> yeah. but as a kid it was just like why is this house so terrifying
0: see yeah. like i had a similar experience because I went to a friend's or or, um, a friend at the time. I was like really, really young, must have been in like elementary school or something. Um, A friend at the time was having a birthday party and they all went to go see uh, the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider when it first came out. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I would, and like I refused to go because I was scared, like I forget what I was scared of. It was either like I was scared of like what the movie trailers might show, or maybe I just like thought the movie was gonna be scary. I had no idea honestly but like i was just so terrified of showing up to that theater for some reason like i just wouldn't do it and like and and like a couple days later people were like oh like why weren't you there like why didn't you show up and i'm like i don't know i was just but then like but then i think a little while after that we went to go see uh swat yeah because they made a swat movie with um uh, I think Colin Farrell and Jamie, no, 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 it wasn't Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx because they did Miami Vice. I forget. But it was just like we saw the SWAT movie and I was like, oh, yeah, this is fine. And uh, <laughs> my um... and then there was another time where there... I forget what movie I saw, but it was me, my sister and my mother. And they played the trailer for the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead before whatever movie we saw. It was a kid's movie. And they played, the, and, like the, and like, I'm not sure if you've seen that trailer or seen the movie, but the trailer is really fucking intense. And like, they played the shit before a kid's movie. So my mom was, my, my mom was one of those parents, like she called the theater and chewed them out for showing the trailer before a kid's movie. And like, but like, I remember not being super phased by it, but that might it might have affected me more than I thought it did because I think that might have happened I can't remember if it happened before or after the tomb raider thing but I'm just like putting the puzzle pieces together in my head but um but yeah now I feel you on like the being in the middle of a movie and like needing to leave like it was was I get it
1: I know like um growing up this is another early like childhood movie thing was that my cousins they were all like except for one they were all younger than me but they loved horror movies and i could not stand horror movies at all like they're just terrifying to me i had like Mm -hmm. nightmares i saw like i would imagine this stuff during the day and everything like any noise scary it's too much so so like they would always try to make me watch it they'd be like it's supposed to be scary like just just check it out just Stop covering your eyes. What are you covering your eyes for? I'm oh, like, man. this is scary. So like it like it got to the point where I was like, I couldn't even watch trailers, like going back to what you were talking about, like trailers for scary movies. I would literally like change the channel, like <laughs> or like cover my eyes. Cause I was like, it was I couldn't stand them.
0: I feel it. I feel it. It like I, I like I feel I feel like I kind of I love horror movies, especially now. I wasn't like in love with them a bunch when I was younger, but like there was just one time and I just, it was, that was it. I, I was just, like, I love this yeah. shit, but like, but no, I get it. Like there was just something about the experience of like going through that. That's just like, it's just, it's just, it's just a lot. And then like, yeah, well, you can't stop thinking about it. And those thoughts turn into nightmares. I get it. Yeah. I get it. it, it. <laughs> so I shit, yeah, shit really is a lot.
1: Scary movies are just not my thing. I try and watch them. My girlfriend loves horror movies. So like, I'll try and watch them sometimes. Like I remember her birthday, IT 2 came out. Like IT Chapter 2. And we went to go see that at the theater. And like, literally there are so many jump scares that like, it was outrageous. I couldn't, I could not do it. Like I was like <laughs> I didn't even watch the movie. I was like under the cover like the whole time. Damn. and then like the one time, like I was like, okay, it's fine. Like there's nothing going on. I pulled the cover down and then there was another jump scare. I was like, I jumped and like, you know how like you get a cramp in your leg from like moving to <laughs> uh uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I had that at the movie
0: theater. It was so embarrassing. Oh
1: but it was yeah. Scary movies could be a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, no, they're yeah, they're definitely a visceral experience, which I th- which, I, which is I think why people love them so much. But because you mentioned, I'm curious. Uh, when was your girlfriend born? Because my girlfriend and I also saw it it, it part two for her birthday.
1: Uh, September six.
0: Okay. Wow. So my girlfriend was born September twelfth. That's crazy. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and our anniversary is on the sixth. That's so crazy. Wow. <laughs> wow um yeah 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 because yeah because I specifically remember we went to go see it and she was she she didn't really like it very much and like she's really big into horror so like she, but like she also read the book and she was like she was like this is like because like we both loved the first part but the second part I was kind of iffy on it I thought it was fine but she was like this wasn't it didn't really do it for me really and I get it you know it's definitely not as good as the first part but I, um, you know, I, I, you know, like we enjoy that type of shit. Yeah. I feel Mm. it. (laughs) Um, so, you know, like from a young age, as you start building this like palette and expanding your mind, um, do you remember the first movie that made you kind of like fall in love with movies as something other than just entertainment? When you just like realized that they could be art or even just like some sort of like or even just make you like feel things beyond just like I'm having a good time. Like, um,
1: it's funny because I don't remember much about the movie anymore. It's two movies, so one movie I do remember a bit about, but the movie I don't remember much about was um, I want to say it's like it was the uh, Elmo's Adventure and like
0: Grouchland
1: or something like that. Wow.
0: Throwback yeah. Jesus. <laughs>
1: yeah, that movie was crazy to me because it was just like, I don't know, like that got me into like a whole Muppets kick. Like I was like, oh, let me figure out who Jim Henson is and like all this type of stuff. But I just loved like I don't know. I just like how all the creatures were designed and stuff. But besides that, like I couldn't tell you the plot, I couldn't tell you any of the characters. I wanted to say Ashanti was in the movie, but I think she was in a different one.
0: Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. But I remember <laughs> yeah. the movie coming out, and I remember like the the only thing I remember about it is that like Elmo gets pulled into a garbage can and then ends up in Grouchland. That's all I remember. Yeah. Like, I remember the trailer very, very vividly in my head. But,
1: yeah. Yeah, same. It's like I can't remember anything about that movie, but I remember like I used to watch it all the time. Like, probably way too much,
0: <laughs> you know, as you know, like all little kids do. But what was the other one?
1: Um, Fern Gully. Ooh. Yeah, that movie Classic. was amazing to me. Like, I remember my mom brought it home one day and she was like, this movie was really good when it came out. And I was like, I was like, okay, cool, I'll watch it. I was like really into like, like I've always been really into like retro stuff. Like, so again, the Fern Gully movie when I was, I was probably, I don't know how old I was, but like, she would put it on. I think it was a VHS. I don't know if it was a VHS or a DVD, but I remember like a smell. Like, I have a smell associated with all the VHS movies I watched, And I don't know if it's also the DVD movies that had a smell, but it was like a, no, it's a weird, like, I haven't smelled that smell since. <laughs> type of
0: smell. i feel like i feel like it might have something to do with the plastic if the cases are made out of because i think i know what you're talking about
1: yeah it was like, something like that like plasticky.
0: yeah like kind of like kind of like a dry smell like yes. yeah, yeah 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 i know i know exactly what you mean like that's especially off a of vhs thing because like the vhs cases were so thick you know like yes. like so thick like they're almost like books you know <laughs> yeah wild
1: but I used to love that movie, and I used to watch it a lot. I watched Ferngully quite a bit. I really liked the um, bat. The bat was, like, my thing. And then the song that the goo did, I really liked the music in it. That was Yeah.
0: Yeah, so. nah, you no, know, Ferngully had great music. And um, it's really, yeah, yeah, like, that whole, I think Don Bluth was behind that movie. I'm the, um, the animator who did stuff like... uh. Um, the Five O movies the american tale movies um, and like was it don bluth i feel like it was don bluth but like he just has a very specific style to him that i really enjoy too and i was really big into it as a kid as well i went back it's funny you bring up fern gully and like that aesthetic well actually before before i tell my story what um was there anything else about like like what was it about fern gully that kind of made you look at it in a more like artful way, if you could remember. If not, it's cool, but I just figured I'd ask. I remember, like, around that time, a lot of um,
1: stuff with school, especially regarding outside, was kind of like, oh, we need to plant some trees or we need to help pick up litter and stuff. And it just, like, connected to, like, my real life in a, like, in not a weird way, but, like, it was a very intuitive way. Like, it was like, OK. I clean up and I help like plant stuff in my neighborhood, my community at school. And I watch a movie about like people tearing things down. And this is why we got to work to like um, plant and everything. So I don't know that. And then the music too, like the bad rapping. I thought that was like awesome. I love rap. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And um, the I don't remember how the goose song went, but I just remember it like feeling like slinky and like, I don't know that movie kind of made me feel like I was a
0: character in it because of what I was doing outside of it. So that's cool. Yeah, no, I yeah I love it when stuff like that lines up or like a thing you're a part of or like a thing you've been thinking about just so happens to show up in a movie or a TV show. It's like almost spooky, but it's like that, like that, like particular, I think the word is serendipity. I think that like serendipity is just like, it's just crazy how the world works sometimes. Like, yeah, <laughs> I love that yeah. shit. And um, uh, I went back and watched, yeah, yeah, because we're talking about Don Bluth. I was talking, wa- I went back and watched, um. You ever see Titan A.E.
1: before? No, Uh.
0: it's it's from the late 90s, early 2000s. I still have my DVD copy of it. So I threw it in my player and I was like, I wonder how this holds up. It's been like 20 years. Let me see. And it's like they tried to make like a slightly adult skewing. Like it's it kind of you ever see Treasure Planet, the Disney movie?
1: Yes, I don't remember much from it, but I do remember seeing it before.
0: Right. So Titan AE is kind of sort of like an adult treasure planet, but with like but like Treasure Planet was more like steampunky. And mm-hmm. this is like full-on like future, like tech 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 shit. Like not like steampunk. It's all like electronics and like very, very like sleek techno goth future type shit. And like this, uh it's like this guy has this like map. like holographic map in the palm of his hand that's supposed to take them to uh because the earth was destroyed and he has this map in his hand that's supposed to take him to a ship that will help to like create a sustainable environment for the next planet for humanity to live on and like he's a pirate and he joins up with a bunch of other pirates just stuff happens and i don't want to spoil it because i think people should go back and watch it it's actually kind of cool I I I thought it I thought it held up a little better than I was. It's kind of corny, but it, like in that like early in that like late '90s early 2000s kind of way, because like the soundtrack is all like new metal, and like it, it's it's really a movie of its time. But mm. um, I don't know. Like I think that I think that Don Bluth. It, it was interesting to see that Don Bluth aesthetic kind of put on something that wasn't like woodsy with creatures like 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 Fern Gully or an American Tale or he's done a bunch of things I could sit here and list but like it was cool to see that it was cool to see that aesthetic put on like something a little more futuristic and um, I feel like people don't really appreciate adult animation the way that it needs to be and that was definitely a movie that was skewing more towards like like preteens and adults than it was like kids and mm. I res- I respected that a lot
1: yeah, adult animation is like a weird space because it's like, I don't know, there's not a lot of avenues for it to be like, um am trying to think of the word, it's like novel, I guess. Like a mm-hmm. stuff is kind of like, I don't know, it feels a lot, a lot of adult animation to me feels almost like sitcoms except animated, like, right. It doesn't always feel like they do all that they can do with it. I mean, like, it's funny I say that because I really love King of the Hill. And I feel like that's one where they just like really shifted sitcom into animation because like they could literally make that a live action show. Minus like Bobby getting
0: older, but like right that one, I love this King of the Hill, yeah. Yeah same. I yeah I also love King of the Hill. And yeah, like most of the time when it comes to adult animation, if it's not funny, like people are like like there aren't very many like adult animated dramas that I could think of on TV that like or or at least not very many that are like super popular like King of the Hill was and like The Simpsons and Family Guy and you know, there there hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of copies are. But um you know, like if it's not funny, people kind of have a hard time taking animation seriously in that way. And I think that's like, I think that's whack. <laughs> cause it cause yeah. animation, animation can be super dope for telling stories um, in ways that you can't really do with live action. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. I think like the one exception is like anime. I think. Oh anime yeah, for sure. To be, like really dark and like really like gruesome or like dramatic and not have to be funny all the time, but even then, it kind of a lot of it tends to like lean towards younger people too. Still,
0: yeah, and that's yeah, like I've always wondered why that is. Cause I mean, like, you know, like you like I don't want to I don't want to make any assumptions, so I'm not going to. But I've always just wondered like why anime is kind of allowed to get a little more serious about things than. Like, not to say that American and other regions of um, other regions, of animations aren't serious, but like there's less of a if it, it feels like less of a faux pas to make a serious animated movie or a serious animated TV show, you know, yeah. like and and I and I wonder why anime in particular is not not to get away with it, but like why it doesn't really come up as like, a, oh, like this is too serious. You know, like this it, it should be like it, it should be like everyone just like Everyone's kawaii all the time, you know, like that's how yeah, saying.
1: I definitely get that. I don't, I, I wonder why, too, because that is like it's a weird distinction for it to just be like, oh, it's just Japanese animation gets to be serious, it doesn't make much sense outside of like, I don't know, don't want to just guess. So, exactly, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's like, it doesn't, I don't know, it's weird.
0: Uh, no, no, Yeah, it's 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 really weird. But like but like that's also part of what makes it so interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, let's jump tracks real quick. Um, as you were growing up, like, when did you first fall in love with music? It doesn't even necessarily need to be a rap, but it, it can be if you want. But like music in general, like when did that first like hit you?
1: Um, the first song
0: that yeah, I was like,
1: oh, this is this is it. This is the song was uh, was just like, this is why this is what makes me want to make music is um, Walk It Out, the remix with Andre 3000, like his, well, Outkast, but Andre 3000's verse specifically was like, I don't know about what about it was so crazy and like, so like, mind blowing to me, but I was like, this is the best thing I've heard ever. And, like, I memorized all the words to it. I probably still know all the words to it. Like, it was just an amazing verse on, like, a pretty all right song.
0: Man, I love that song. I'm so happy you brought that up. I just love the beat. And, I, and like, I love the flow that Andre brought to that. Because, like, I think I was in, like, high school. I might have been, like, a freshman in high school when that song came out. And I remember... I remember hearing the remix just hearing him coming like that dad I don't remember any of the words, which like the little data dad. Like just he just skated over that shit. Like, oh man, yeah. that that was uh that was unk. That was an unk song, right? Yeah, shout out to Unk. That song is amazing. Walk it out was so good. But yeah, like that that verse in particular, I get it. Like Andre really he skated all over that shit.
1: And songs like that dominated my childhood too. Like Walk It Out, Two Step, um, Dougie, like those songs were just like, (laughs) that was my childhood. Like, those songs played all the time. I think the other song that like, I never, like I've never heard another person talk about it since it was like out is Hydraulics by B5. That song, was like i don't know that song was super cool that one made me love music videos
0: mm. why I do i remember know. what song that is i
1: don't know I'm blanking Mine on it big yeah it was like b5 was like a boy band almost it was like i don't know but it was a cool song to me i used to um i used to love the video that was my big thing then just like the hook was crazy too but um, those songs were like my thing. And then, oh, "Jump" by Fatty Cool—that's yep. that song was crazy too. That's
0: a good song too. I'm I'm looking I'm looking at this uh, I'm looking at this Hydraulics video. It's got Bow Wow in it. I vaguely remember this. Like, I used to love
1: Bow Wow too. That was, he was the coolest ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, a lot of people won't admit that anymore but nah like that's 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 where my journey started too so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, like that was the first rap cd i ever owned Beware a dog so um yeah nah bow wow was the best like he he was unstoppable for a period of like four or five years
1: definitely
0: like damn man good times i gotta i gotta i gotta go listen to this b5 song because i don't remember this i'm gonna gonna do that later i'm gonna keep that i'm gonna keep that tab open
1: (laughs) I um, don't remember how good it was. You know, this is like, kid's hey, kid. you know,
0: yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 all good just to know, like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> but that's cute, though. I like that a lot. Um, So, you know, like as you're growing up and you've got like I are I, actually like, what was it about? You remember what it was about the video for that B5 song that kind of got to you because like, you know, music videos or like such a such an incredible vehicle to kind of like give life to us obviously they you know they give life to songs like what was it about that video specifically that kind of spoke to you
1: I'm trying to remember let me like look at a quick clip from it cuz i like for some reason i want to say it was like the fact that it had like a white background but i don't know if it had a white background i might be completely wrong But that song used to be, like, I used to, like, listen to it. We'd be in, like, it wasn't a white background. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure it's not playing aloud. Um, The Cars, I guess, just, like, the whole group of guys just, like, knowing, like, choreography, I guess, kind of like, oh, we're all going to move this way at the same time. Like, that used to be so cool to me. Um, same with like a lot of Chris Brown videos back then were like had the same vibe just like, oh like we're we're cool, we could dance and we're cool and we could dance and <laughs> make music. Yeah, this' <laughs> just like that's their thing.
0: Oh, so that's fun. fun. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's fun.
1: So um, that was my big thing. and then Bow wow, of course is just right love Bow wow yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, nah, ba- yeah, Bad Wow was unstoppable, like I said, for a certain period of time, like, just really crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like, as you're growing up, um, was there ever a period of time when you, like, consciously linked film and music together in your head? Like, was there ever a time when they kind of, like, informed each other?
1: Um, I think the time where they, like, first got, like, a serious link because i think before that it was just like oh i really like the music in this movie or like i really like um how they transitioned into this song in the movie like kind of like basic stuff that you would normally like like the thing that really linked them together for me was like in ninth grade i used to like um because the internet by Charles campino a lot Mm -hmm. and like um he came up with a screenplay to go with it. And I have no idea how good the screenplay was because I read it back then. And I was kind of like, oh, this is like, it's cool to have as an accompaniment accompaniment to the album. But I used to like, like to this day, I still want to write for like a movie or like a TV show or something. But yeah. like, I used to like imagine, um When I was on the bus, like listening to music and looking out the window and just feeling like, oh, I'm a (laughs) I'm a movie character or something. (laughs) But yeah, just stuff like that. Was just like music in my day to day life um, started feeling more cinematic because of that album and how the um, screenplay linked up with
0: it. So I feel like I feel like that was a watershed moment for a lot of people and you know with good reason it was it was really like i can't think of a rap project that really did something like that before it and i remember when i was like yeah yeah like i was really big on it when it first came out too uh i was also really big on the short film he did uh clapping for the wrong reasons that was it like like it was kind of like it like it followed the boy character but it wasn't like directly tied to the album in any way or i mean i guess it kind of sort of was but not really like there was just, uh, yeah, he like, you know, like he really just tried to take that like cinematic experience, like to the next level on a rap album. And I, and like, I'm like, I still really love that album to this day. Like yeah. that album holds a very special place in my heart, um, because of that. And, uh, I also definitely feel you on the whole, like, you know, like being on the bus or being in a car and listening to music and looking out the window and just like either imagining you're a movie character and like the music is soundtracking your life. Cause I still do that to this day or like, just like creating little like scenes in your head, like that type yeah. of shit.
1: Like, I, like riding my bike out here, I always listen to music and I like have like a um, funk slash soul playlist. And those songs are really cinematic and it just feels so great to like I don't know, just see things zoom past and hear, like, if you want me to say that it's just like, I don't know, it kind of feels like I'm coming of age, I guess. I'm already old though, not old, but like adult.
0: (laughs) Right, you're older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, like, yeah, like, what is it? Yeah, like, what do you feel about like Funk in particular kind of like puts you in that sort of headspace? um i think it's
1: the topics the topics sometimes do a lot with it because it's not really like funk like um i'm trying to think like james brown or something i listen to like like maybe like sly stone or like um bootsy collins kind of like that p-funk type stuff um along with some soul like those are the things i really listen to when I get, like the ones that I get the cinematic vibe from. And it's just like the topics and how they say this stuff where it's kind of like a good chunk of it's playing, but a good chunk of it's like very, um, I don't know. It's like just enough dramatics to where it's like that next level in the strings too, like violins and stuff. I feel like that plays a huge role because Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't hear a lot of violence in modern music.
0: Not really, yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm like, yeah, just those types of parts just really kind of add to it. It's just like, hmm, it's really, I'm trying to think of a good lyric, but like, if you want me to stay, I'll be around today. It's just like, I don't know, it's like real casual. It's like a very simple thing to say but it's so dramatic. It's like, if you want me here, you know, I'm around, like you could find me, but yeah.
0: And yeah, I mean, violin does a great job of like emphasizing that drama for sure. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, you know, like considering all of this and like your growth and just like you kind of forming your tastes and preferences, like when did you, when did you, fir- when did you first decide you wanted to start making music?
1: Um, first time I like was like, oh, I want to rap was, um, around the same time, the, um, Walk It Out remix came out. Um, Mm -hmm. my dad, I don't know if my dad was still making music at that point, but I found out that my dad, um, rapped and I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is cool. Like my dad raps, like I could be a rapper too. And, um, hearing that song, in conjunction, like I used to like freestyle a lot around my like um townhouse complex, like we just like just walking around freestyling by myself, like I don't know, I just wanted to be a rapper back then. So,
0: wow yeah like and 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 you know like from there like what and and like when did you actually like start doing it
1: um when I actually started taking it like very serious was in, um, I wanna say like either eighth grade or ninth grade around that time, um, a girl I was talking to showed me Kanye West. And it's it's weird to say that cause it's like Kanye West was played all the time like in my childhood, like there was, so much Kanye West music in my childhood that I should have known who he was. But she was like, do you know Kanye West? Do you like Kanye West? And I'm like, who's mm-hmm. that? <laughs> and she played him. And I was just like, it's like, ah, oh, this is crazy. Because like, I don't know, a lot of radio rap kind of leans on like really street stuff and like really like. Um, I don't know, like a lot of aggression, a lot of like. um mainstream fun I guess like parties that type of stuff but I wasn't yeah. ever that type of guy but Kanye kind of felt like oh I can make like rap music that was very um that was kind of in the middle because the other person who I really listened to at that time was Lupe fiasco right. and lupe fiasco was like the opposite of that so it was kind of like well I'm not quite lupe fiasco like where I'm like um just no fun, like, well, not that Lupe Fiasco is no fun, but kind of like no mainstream fun, I guess. This is the best way to describe it. But I'm not quite like Trinidad James or Two Chains or something like that. Right. So Kanye was kind of that middle point for me where it's like, oh, I can make like really artsy rap and it could still be entertaining to a lot of people. I could talk about. Like serious topics, but not be like overwhelming. That's what Lupe felt like sometimes was like, this is really cool that you could rap like this, but it's a bit overwhelming.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he, yeah, he kind of had that command that could be really intimidating. Like you even listen to a song like, like I Gotcha your Gold Watch. It's like,
1: whoa, mm-hmm. like, it,
0: like that can be kind of, yeah, it can be a lot, but no, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like Kanye definitely. Yeah, nah. Kanye definitely had that middle ground part covered for a good long while, and yeah. he and he, he he was just really unapologetic about the way he went about making his music. And
1: mm-hmm. That's really
0: inspiring. I feel it.
1: Yeah, it's like I don't know. I didn't expect to mention Kanye today, but like I watched a Kanye interview a couple weeks ago at this point, but. Um, one of the things he was like, he's like, people are scared to say, like, I went to the club and like, I spent all this money on like drinks and a section and everything. And then no girls came to talk to me. And I was like, <laughs> you know, for good reason. But like, <laughs> it's funny because that's kind of like how his music is. And I think that's what brings a lot of people to him.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he could be really raw in a way that was like not super wild like it is now <laughs> yeah but like yeah yeah like there was definitely that period of time where it's just you know he just had it like that and yeah. he kind of had the world he still has the world in his hand but mm-hmm. he was you know, you know like that run from um college dropout to late registration to graduation even up to you know like for me personally it would even go up to eight oh eight. I'm not a big MBDTF fan. A lot of people are. I'm not, but um, really, not really. Like it's just like, like I like it, but I don't really like. People call it his best album ever, and I'm like, nah, (laughs) not 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 the best one ever. Like, like like I appreciate his place in his discography and how important it is Mm -hmm. to both both like the culture and to people at large. But to me, it's not my favorite um yeah. But 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 you know that said that said he kind of puts himself out there in ways that a lot of people don't and just knows he just had this like he was just really good at mashing a bunch of different styles together and it something that sounded like nothing else out there so yeah like he 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 really had everybody in a chokehold for a long time just off of that yeah.
1: definitely I think like the one other person who is really good at that in my opinion is drake i feel like drake is amazing i like taking like a day-to-day thing and making it like a bigger thing than it probably could be like oh your girlfriend took your car to walgreens but it's your maserati to walgreens it's like i don't know it's just a way different situation but it's still like I don't know. It's all fun to be.
0: Yeah, Drake. Drake texting Kanye's address this past week really feels like something. Like, like, like that feels like a Drake lyric to me. Like the fact that that happened, that feels like yeah. something that he would just like mention in a song as like a joke, you know. <laughs> and and now it's like a real thing that happened. So it's crazy that we're just talking about Drake and Kanye at the same time right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that shit is that, that shit is so wild. Yeah. So, it is. Yeah. <laughs> like so um so so before i get into some specific songs and uh some specific projects with you there's one thing that i've always been curious about since i first kind of got put on to you maybe like a year and change ago like it's so so if i understand correctly you're from minneapolis right
1: sort of i'm from saint paul minneapolis is is like the sister cities twin cities I gotcha. say I like Minneapolis is easy to like remember, <laughs> but right. I'm from
0: the St. Paul. Okay. Okay, so you're from Minnesota. Yeah. And you also spend quite a bit of time in New Orleans, I believe, too, right? Yes. So um what's your relationship like with both of those cities and why, if you don't mind me asking, I feel like that might be a bit personal, like why, like why? Why, why do you travel between Minneapolis and um, New Orleans so much?
1: Um, so I think, hmm, so St. Paul is where I was born and raised. Um, I lived in Minneapolis on and off because it's it's like one metropolitan area. So I'm trying to think of a good example um, of another place like that, but I don't know, like, memphis and west memphis like it's like same city mm-hmm. but different cities um but i grew up in the twin cities and like um i don't know it's just like i love my family out there i love like the vibes of stuff like the indie scene is really fun um like we have like house parties but they're like real like the ones I've been to have been real respectable. I don't know. I can't speak for every single one, but like they're all like real like chill, chill scenes. And then like New Orleans is where I first started going to college as Xavier. And I was just like, this is, um, I don't know, like I think the first day I got there, like I felt the sun in my skin. I felt like I saw like all the black people because like growing up in the Twin Cities, and going to like a gifted and talented school, I was kind of just around white people or like Asian people or, yeah, it's just not a lot of black people. It was a decent amount, but nowhere like it was going to HBCU. And it was just like, oh, like, these are like all black people. And there's like all different types of black people. And I won't feel like I'm weird for liking this thing because there's going to be like 10 other people who like this thing out here that are like, confident in liking it um and that's what i really liked about new orleans and that's what i still like about the city um but like going back and forth is kind of like um i don't know it's just like out of necessity it's like uh i miss my family i got i have to go out there like i like i want to see them i got to see them um they want to see me too so (laughs) um it's it's just like, I don't know, it's just kind of what I do. I also lived in Indianapolis briefly, like mm, for okay. three years in Indianapolis. Yeah. I don't visit Indianapolis as much, which I sort of regret, but I kind of just don't regret. But Indianapolis is kind of like, it's cool too, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah um new orleans and um the twin cities those are like those are
0: like my places that's where i kind of feel most at home right yeah that makes sense i yeah i was just curious because i saw that you kind of read both and i just I, I'm, I'm just always curious about like that relationship between two places and, oh yeah like when you, when you move through it and like and um like, how would, like, would you say that New Orleans kind of affected the way you make music at all? Like, was, like, was your time in college or, um, yeah, like, was your time in college kind of, like, influential in how you make music at all?
1: Parts of me wants to say yes and parts of me wants to say no. So, like, um, to the extent of which, like, I'm a bit more confident rapping and, um, I'm, getting better at making music in general. I'd say college helped a lot. Specifically my um roommate from freshman year, um, always like trusted his opinion on everything. Um because he was like, he's a very like um not I don't care if I hurt your feelings, but kind of like you're like it's a, a necessary evil. It's like. Okay, your feelings are hurt, but this is so you get better. So like, oh, I'm not really feeling this song versus in Twin Cities. Oh, sorry.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I I I was just saying right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um yeah, in the like in the Twin Cities, um, besides like a couple friends, I didn't really have that like, oh, uh, this isn't good. Like, oh this this is like, like I know you can do better than that. And like the friends who were able to tell me I know you could do better than that in the Twin Cities are the friends that I still have in the Twin Cities, but kind of like connections fall off because it's like, I don't know. You just kind of learn to like see like, okay, this person's just saying yes because they don't want to deal with the possible fallout of me saying like me being like why or like not really agreeing with it. But this I, this is off track. But going back to the college <laughs> yeah. of that kind of make music, it's um, yes, because I got a little more valuable feedback. And I found, like I said before, with like finding 10 people who like what I like, it's like, oh, this is a whole bunch of people who like really lyrical rap and really like interesting beats. And these are people I can talk to and work with
0: and collaborate with. That's so. That's so dope. yeah, you know, you know you know like kind of like finding your community, like yeah. especially at a place like college, like that's so, you know, like that's you know like that's bound to change the way you look at things and just like e- e- even if it isn't like down to like the technical aspects. It's just like having that feedback is, and being able to take that feedback, you know, because like people always say they want people to be honest with them, and then when they are, they get in their feelings. and it's like, well, you know, you asked for this. Like you got to yeah. be able to, you got to be able to take criticism, you know. Like that's mm-hmm. that's so that's that's so crucial. Um, so so I want so you know I want to run through a couple. I want to run through a handful of your songs that I really love that I've just kind of been thinking about a lot, especially in the context of this interview. And I want to, and the first one I want to start with is the first one I heard, which is a uh, Dragon Fruit High Chu. Like where did where did the idea for dragon fruit hai chew come from and like why that title? Because that's such a specific flavor
1: of Hai <laughs> <Hi-Chew>. Like <laughs> um so with Dragon Fruit Hai I um I was like messing around with like different um samples and stuff, and I found like a chop I really liked and um the like my thing with samples is like I like to stretch them to their limits or and not well yeah just stretch them to their limits pitch them up pitch them down like really like see how does this piece of music sound when it's not this piece of music anymore and um I did that with that song and when I first made the beat I wanted to rap like twista on it like I was like yeah it was like I don't know something about it made me feel like oh I could do like overnight celebrity almost like it felt like I could rap something like that on it but um when it came down to it it was very like hard to write like (laughs) like twisted so I was like I don't know so um another thing I do a lot with my lyrics and stuff is like I'll write lyrics to one beat and then I'll try it on a whole bunch of other beats and I took the lyrics from another beat and put it on there. And I was like, oh, like, this works really well. And um, I just stuck with those lyrics and for the first verse. And then when I got to the time, time part, um, for some reason, um, I found a taste by <laughs> Taiga. That song was, like, stuck <laughs> in my head. And I was like, how can I like i love taking like inspiration that's another thing i like about drake specifically it's like he'll take some lyrics and like kind like he'll make something that's not his his thing like he's really good at doing that and um i kind of took inspiration from that and just went with um time like i don't have time um and then the second verse that one was like all written to that part of the beat because I switched it up at that point. And that's another thing I do is like, uh, I'll make a beat and then I'll make another beat with like that same sample whatever. And like see if they work together or which one I like more. And I happen to like both about the same. So
0: you layered them on top of each other. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's, how that one came about the dragon fruit high true name i couldn't for the life of me think of a name for it which like this easy like the symbol list title would have been just time but i don't know i like to make things difficult um so (laughs) i was just like okay uh what's the beat sound like like forget what the like the lyrics say, what does the beat sound like? And it made me think of like Haichu's and I was like, what flavor? And I was looking through all the flavors and I figured Dragon Fruit chew worked the best to me.
0: Yeah, it, it, and, and, and like, I feel like that works so well because it kind of has that like orangish, it kind of has like that like orangish yellowish hue to it. I don't know, like when I hear it, like I just kind of get those colors. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just made sense. Like it. it you know, like even though it's obvious, you know, the. It's obviously not in the song at all, but
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> that's it it just made sense to me. You know, like the title it like it kind of sounds like it was pretty spontaneous, but it felt mm-hmm. like it made sense within the context of the song. I don't know. I just I just oh, yeah. like that about it a ton. Thanks.
1: I felt the same. <laughs> I felt the
0: same. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, another one that really grabbed me is um from the last EP you put out before your most recent project on Icarus. Like <laughs> I re- like I like like the first time I heard it, I really just like couldn't put it down. I love, I love what you did. I love what you did with the with the sample on there, like the vocal sample, is just kind of like really like ghostly wail. Well. It almost sounds like D'Angelo. I don't want to guess. I mean, I guess I guess that is kind of me guessing, but like it kind of sounds like <laughs> yeah. a D'Angelo sample. Like, but one, yeah. but, once, but, but once again, I don't, you know, like, you know, like, I don't know how you feel about sample snitching, and I'm not trying to get you in trouble. But I just uh, love. Sorry.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I kind of don't care, but I also am like, I'll tell you off recording, but <laughs> works yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah, but he's like the song. Like, talk to me, like about like where the idea of you know just like this character, like this, and you know, like like the content of the song does kind of remind me of like flying too close to the sun in that sense. So, like, talk to me about putting that song together because I really just love the way it sounds and feels.
1: Uh. <clears throat> So with that song, I think a big chunk of it was kind of like mm, the sample. um, I was just like searching through, like my thing with finding samples is like, I don't really create dig because I don't have a vinyl player. So I can't like actually grab vinyls and listen to them. So I kind of just YouTube dig. So like I'll click on one video and then I'll scroll to like the bottom of the recommendations and then i'll click on another one and keep on doing that until i find a song that like i haven't heard that heard before or like i hear and i'm like oh this would be cool to sample um so i did that with that song and um it was just like i really love like um when artists do like weird things on songs i don't know how to <laughs> describe it but like <laughs> Another example is like Otis by Kanye West, like on um, "Try Little Tenderness." Um, I feel comfortable sample snitching because, like, he had to get that cleared. But right, um, yeah, like yeah.
0: that—that's—that's that's different. Like, that's like a really recognizable. He's Kanye. Like, fuck it, yeah. Who cares?
1: So, like, with that one. Like Otis, like, Otis Redding really said,
0: not, 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 that
1: not. And I, this whole time, I thought it was just like a chop, but like he literally <laughs> did that on the song. Yeah. And, uh, I just love things like that, where it's just like artists just like playing with their voice and like going all over the place with it. And that's what um, the person I sampled did on that song. So like, I just played with the, um, pitch timing and everything of it a whole bunch and then I threw the drums on and this is another example of me taking lyrics from another song because um, that song's from the same project as Dragon Fruit High True mm-hmm. it is and, and um, take the lyrics from one song put it on the other song and sometimes I would take like the last part of the lyrics off and switch it with another part cuz yeah. it did a little bit, a little bit more fitting for like either the flow or the right. um lyrics like the words <laughs> but um it was really uh I'm saying I'm lot." it was really just like a, another just like i don't know it just felt triumphant from like the things that they were saying like you couldn't really tell what they were singing, but it just had a triumphant feel. And I was like, how can I make this a triumphant sounding song? And um, that's kind of what I tried to do with it. And then another example of me, like trying to take from one artist and kind of put it in my own style. I don't know what the song's called, but it has the Jadakiss. And I think Styles P on it, but they're like, I got more of what you're looking for. Pain. So I kind of took, do you know the song? No. Not off the top of my head. I can't remember. Uh, I know knowledge flipped it once, but I can't think of the name of the song, but that was like the hook. It was like, I got more of what you're looking for. Pain. Pain. (laughs) So um, I really like that idea of just like using like a word as a like punctuation almost so right. like that 21 years of pain and like just the lyrics for that part just kind of I don't know it felt right on that beat to me and um the same with the second verse the second verse wasn't even written to that song like neither of the verses were written to that song um but they just fit really well I don't even think the hook was like none of the song was written to that beat <laughs> but <laughs> It just all, like, worked out well, I think. Um, I don't know, I just loved how the pain was on there. Like, uh, it it was just like, I don't know, just kind of back into what I was saying before. It's just taking from one, one, like, taking from one inspiration and adding it to the other. And then going back to, like, the name of Icarus, it's just going, that one actually references the lyrics because I'm trying, I can't remember the exact lyrics for some reason. Um, It's like my mind's moving super fast. But like, um, I said um, something like Icarus, but when I hit the ocean where I'm getting back lifted and it was just like, um, kind of look at Icarus as like a, you fly too close to the sun um, and you're going to like, your wings will melt. you'll fall. And that would be the end of you. But I kind of want to take on the name of Icarus, but kind of flip it into a way where it's like, okay, I'm going to be the um, exception. Like if I reach my highest and I fall, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep on trying and I'm going to get to where I want to be. Because in the end, like that was what the whole story of Icarus was about. was like,
0: Mm -hmm. he's
1: trying to get, out of the prison or jail that he was in and he flew too close to the sun because he didn't listen to his dad and he fell and then he died and that was it but his thing wasn't trying to go too close to the sun his thing was trying to get to safety or to his next spot and that's kind of what I wanted from the was it's just like this is what I want to do and instead of being like the tragic ending I want to be the uh, triumphant ending
0: right yeah and i feel like the song feels pretty triumphant in that way and i love what you said about just like like i love the song just kind of being made up of like bits and pieces that weren't necessarily related to each other i love when people put music together like that it's just and, and and like for you to say that like the song sounds like it was it's it's it sounds like you put it together it's all like one cohesive things so that's pretty impressive that you were able to kind of like harness all of that but make it seem like you did it all in one fell swoop so that's dope
1: thank you cohesion like my thing like i think like i i like showing my music to people outside of like the internet even on the internet a lot of people say like my songs or like my projects are really short but like I really would rather a short song or short project than a like confused one. Right. And that's always been my biggest thing is like, how can I make this as cohesive and as like fluid as possible?
0: Right. So. And, and, you know, and, and, like, and like that cohesion and fluidity makes the project move faster. Like, you know, you, you know, like I like, like I have to say that you do kind of you do kind of drop short projects, but like it doesn't it's not like it's not like they're uh, they don't uh feel like they're lacking for substance. They just feel like you put like the song ran the course it needed to run. It's no it's not it's just as long as it needs to be, you know, like it's not like you made it like a it's not like you made it like a 45 second snippet because you're like on some other shit or like, yeah. it's not like it's like five minutes long because you just like really like the way that beat sounded at the end. Like there's like, everything feels as long as it needs to feel, you know, or, or as long as it needs to be rather like.
1: That's one thing I like about Pink Panthers. I don't know if you've got. I into do.
0: I'm yes. fucking with Pink Panthers for sure. Pink
1: Panthers is amazing. And like, it feels like, um, she has that same philosophy about her music where it's just like okay this song's really short but like you listen to the lyrics and you're like oh this is crazy like break it off like i listened to that one for months without like even realizing like oh this isn't like a fun song like it's kind of like like she's kind of upset about like not being loved in the way that she needs to be so that's what i love about her stuff. it's just like similar to what i love about my own music it's just yeah
0: (laughs) but no shout out to pink panthers because pink panthers is amazing i just got put on pretty recently within the last couple months she's super dope um and the last the last single song of yours i want to talk about is uh um, eddie murphy from um if the lord wills it like like that's another one like when i heard it I really just couldn't put it down and it's uh and just like the way the beat skips and the way you kind of just like find your weight like like the way you kind of find like move through the cracks in it is just really really alluring to me so like what so like talk to me about making eddie murphy and uh yeah just talk to me about that
1: um so that one that one was It has a very long journey because I first made the beat for it when I was working on the If the Lord Wills It project with like Dragonfruit Haichu, Icarus. So that's like almost a year ago that I was working on just the beat for that. And the beat had like these real like trappy, no, they first had house house C drums. Like I -hmm. was trying to do like a house sound on it and i didn't execute well so um i was like okay this beat's not good instead of like trying to do different drums i just kind of interpreted it as the beat wasn't good itself so i just kind of like let that one sit and work on the other songs that were better and um i came back to it like when i was working on if the lord wills it and i was like wait beats are actually like cool chops like because um it sounds like there's like a bunch of drums and everything on there that like i added but it was literally just the chops and a kick like i just added a kick drum to that besides the chops that i did and it it was like i don't know it was just like something about it kind of felt like triumph and that's what i've been attracted to recently and like how i um pick beats it's like not even triumph but like motivation like it makes me think of like um jeezy or something like that where it's just like very like okay like get it out the mud like let's do this let's get stuff done and um uh yeah, that was just, like, how the beat itself came across. It was just, like, okay, I don't like these housey drums, so let me take out all the drums and, oh, this chop is really cool. Let me, like, figure out where to put a kick on there because I still want there to be, like, the, like, punch of, a like, a kick, like the bass, and that's really where I got that part from. And then, like, I remember I was riding my bike one day, and this was, like, I think this was before I revisited that beat because I was looking for lyrics. I mean, looking for a beat for those lyrics, but like the first few lyrics on that song, like it was helicopters in my hometown, barricades getting mowed down. Um, that type of stuff was just very, like, um, I don't know. Like, I mean, if you're on the internet, you know, like what's been going on in um, Minneapolis or what had been going on in Minneapolis. So I was just riding my bike, and I was thinking about that. And I was writing those lyrics. And then, like, thinking about, like, what else happens there. And um, just, like, the lyrics started adding on. I got, like, the first four bars, I think, on the bike. Um, I had to keep on repeating them in my head because, like, I don't want to take out my phone on my back and get hit. Right, right, right. So, like, I was repeating those lyrics. I might've even stopped my bike. I don't think I stopped my bike. I think I went to Whole Foods. Whole Foods like a couple blocks from my place at the time. So um, yeah, I just like had those lyrics. I came home, I was looking for a beat. So I found that beat and I didn't like the drums. So I took the drums off and it worked really well. And um that was actually a song that I wrote the lyric, the rest of the lyrics to that beat and just like um, speaking of like flows and stuff like that it was just like I wanted to add on like I, I like I'm trying to think of a good person who adds on like a lot of Detroit rappers like yeah that Flint sound it's kind of like you say your lyric then you kind of add on to that lyric and then you kind of add on to that yeah like
0: punching in punching in yeah yeah
1: except i didn't really punch in on that but yeah it does feel like punching in that's the better way of saying it but it kind of like it was just like how do i go do more and more with this like one lyric and then how do i switch it to a whole another thing and that's how i got like i was all straight. I was seventh whooping ass, I was schooled by 8 p.m., I was in ninth grade skipping class. It was just like trying to like do number stuff, trying to like add on and everything. It's just like, I don't know. I was having fun writing the lyrics because it was just like, this is what I really like from um, rappers when they're rapping over like beats like this. So let me try and do that instead of my typical thing. It's like trying to step out of my box more.
0: I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm, I'm sorry, once again, I don't know if I just cut you off or not. Oh, no,
1: you're fine. OK.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I appreciate that a lot. And I love and I love to see that connection between like what's going on in Flint and how that song came together, because it does kind of like, like I don't want to say the song has that feel because I don't think it does have that feel, but that specific method is Mm -hmm. something that I feel like is becoming more popular just a lot of people not even in Michigan anymore but like it's I think that's uh not to say that they're the first people to do it or anything but I think that's just such a um it helps it's just like a nice way to like section things off you know and just Mm -hmm. like it it like you know it it almost sounds like you're like it almost sounds like you're playing hopscotch or something like it's it's, kind of got that rhythm to it and like that's always a really engaging rhythm to listen to people do and yeah, yeah. I, I i yeah i think you styled like i really love that song that song is great
1: thank you um yeah i just love that like um i look at a lot of rap like percussion to yeah. me yeah it's like it reminds me of percussion a lot so like playing with that like with theirs it's just is like playing the same phrase over and over again is like really pleasing to hear so I just love that about the um, Michigan song um, yeah. I think the baby despite like um recent stuff um, uh-huh. yeah, yeah he was pretty good at that um, yeah but.
0: yeah credit credit where credit is due he was really good at that. But there's also plenty of other people who are really good at it. And, you know, like, you know, like like the voice, the voice is an instrument in that way. Like, like the voice is percussion. I was talking to somebody about this pretty recently. I forget who it was. It might have been on this podcast. I hope I'm not forgetting. But like, yeah, I think. uh, That's always something really fun to consider that, like the voice is another instrument. Like there's somebody, but somebody in particular, um, my man, Young Morpheus, shout out to Morph. Um, he has this incredible song called Championship Spliff that he did on uh, Kind of Neat, like the little YouTube live joint. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody like like one of the first comments is like, I love how these dudes who are rapping on drumless loops, like their voice is the percussion. And like, I think that's what made me think about it. I was like, whoa, yeah. like, yeah, like facts. Like, I, I, that's really what that is. And I love um, I just love the idea of the voices percussion. So, yeah, yeah. I love it. That shit is dope as hell um so you know you've mentioned it a couple of times but yeah let's talk let's talk about if the lord wills it like um before we before we formally wrap this up like mm-hmm. so um if so, so so if i'm not mistaken this is like like are you considering this like your debut album or is this just like a it's just, a, it's just like a project that you put together and it's not like at that stage yet
1: it's a project that puts together it's not at that stage yet Cool. what i'm working on now i really want to be my debut project but crazy yeah that one's just not at that stage yet um i'll send you something from the project i'm working on now it's fire i'm ready yeah it's gonna be a little bit different but um this one is like this the lord Wilson it was really like um i wanted to release something during the time where I was like, I know I'm not going to be making as much music, because I knew I was going to be um, back in Minnesota, and I'm going to be busy a lot of the time out there. So I wasn't going to be able to make as much music. So I was like, let me um, make something now to have while I'm out there. That's kind of like a gap time. You know, I was like, okay, what about, and you know, um, I said this before, but like cohesion was like, always my biggest thing and like a good chunk of those songs are songs that like I've had the B for forever or I've had the song for forever but like um when it came down to the actual project itself I was like this is not going to go on the project at the end of the day because it's not gonna uh, contribute to the cohesion of the project like um Calendula the last song was supposed to go on if the Lord, excuse me, if the Lord wills it and two in a bush, but it just mm. never made it onto either because I was like, nah. And then the same with, um, what's the other song that was like that? For some reason, I cannot think of it. I think damn near nice was the other one where I was like, this is supposed to go on, um uh, two in a bush, but nah, it doesn't fit the sound of it. So I kind of like, messed with the um lyrics a little bit for each song and like repositioned them um the one time beat was something i made for another rapper but like they never really did anything with it and i was like well this beat's like kind of too good to pass up for me so i kind (laughs) of reappropriated it for myself right so um yeah that's how that one came up apart i mean came up came apart came to be (laughs) But, (laughs) but yeah it's just kind of like a hodgepodge of just like i like this beat i like this song i don't have a place for these songs to go but these songs deserve like time in the sun like they get deserve their time to play and be heard so
0: Right. And if the Lord wills it, they'll come together the way they should type shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's that's fire. That's mm-hmm. fire. Um. So I have two more questions. I have two more formal questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um. The first is about your name, because you used to go by Ducky and now you go by Pray for Love. And I was just curious why you decided to make the name change.
1: So Ducky was like the nickname I got in high school back in Indianapolis. And I went by that for a long time because it was a name other than Antoine. And I was like, I don't know. I like my name, but I don't like it to be the name that everybody calls me, especially as an artist. So I was like, OK, um, let's go with Ducky. It was Ducky Gillis at first because of like, um, I don't know if you know the show. Is like The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis. So really, I actually don't. It's a really old show. It was on, like, um, it used to come on, like, TV or whatever like that. Like, mm, okay channel where they play all the old shows, like the Andy Griffith show or some, you know, stuff like that.
0: Right, like TV Land type shit. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like TV
1: Land. So um, that show was based in the Twin Cities. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm from the Twin Cities. People call me Ducky. And at that time, I was, like, playing on the um, – like idea like oh like girls don't like me da-da-da. so i'm gonna call mm-hmm. myself <laughs> ducky Gillis, kind of like dobie gillis and um by the time i got to college i was like well ducky gillis is a lot it's a lot to explain the whole name because a lot of people don't know the show and it's it, it, it just doesn't fit me anymore and i just dropped it to ducky and i was like ducky's pretty cool um, but I don't know, I kind of felt like it didn't give off the energy or the vibe that I wanted to give off, which was kind of like, I'm kind of a serious person. No, I'm I'm not a serious person, really. Like, I'm a silly person, but like, I wanted to like, give off like a more serious energy. So when people listen to our music, they want to be like, oh, like, here's this guy named Ducky. Also, like, in the South, they use, like, duck or whatever, like, as stupid, like. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, moving down South and hearing that, it's like, ah, oh, there's, like, a whole region of people who are going to, like, hear my name and be like, oh, this is Dummy, like. Mm, got you, okay,
0: okay. <laughs> so
1: those two things kind of factored into me, like, not wanting to be called Ducky anymore, and then name pay for love someone tweeted something It was like um this is like back in the like um i'm gonna keep it real chief or whatever they say I'm yeah gonna i'm gonna keep it real chief the, the yeah mainstream. i'm gonna keep it yeah. real chief you gotta have to pay for love uh pay for some love and i was like oh that sounds hard like pay for love and mm. that's why um i got the name and i was like I don't know it kind of just in it kind of like the ideas and thoughts of it kind of end at that point because at first i was just going to go by ducky and then have like a producer name separate from my rapping name i was Mm -hmm. like i'd rather just be recognized all the time (laughs) so i went with pay for love for both because i was just like i don't know it sounds a little more um epic i guess it's like Oh, well, let's check this out.
0: Right. You know, like, you know, like when I think of names, um, the first thing I like, like, when, like I, let me let me calm down. When I first learn about a new artist and I like see their name or hear their name, one of the first things I think of is like, how is it going to sound to hear me say, oh, I'm going to the blank show? Like, oh, I'm going to the pay for love show. Like, who are you going to see tonight? pay for love like 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 if like if it sounds like it fits in that sentence i'm like that's a good ass name you know yeah. like it's it's it, it just you know like it doesn't even have to mean anything outside of just like sounding cool you know like if it if it sounds good like just a couple of names off the top of my head like trippy red that sounds good to say and it comes off the tongue like uh who else like knowledge like i'm going to see knowledge like that sounds good so yeah. uh, it's you know i feel like pay for love even e- even if it might make somebody stop to think like hmm like pay for love like it just sounds it's just easy to say like yeah. pay for love you know like three I, syllables
1: like, i feel like, that it's just like it rolls off the tongue that totally. was a big factor too. just like i don't know ducky it's like i'm going to the ducky show and it's like
0: <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right you and do that. <laughs> you do that stop and then um and then, then it all and then ducky i mean like not that not that it's like a bad thing or nothing but i like the first thing i thought of was ducky from the land before time um the, l- the little <laughs> the little um oh i forget what kind of dinosaur she is but yeah like i think about and once was again that, that's not pterodon? a bad
1: hmm? was she a pterodon
0: she might have been a pterodon yeah and like that's not a bad thing i just like that's just the first place my mind went because i already had that reference stored in the back of my brain so I was like, that's cool, you know, like,
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. um,
0: so, so, you know, like, you know, you've kind of like, you're starting to move a little bit, like not a bunch yet, but it's starting, but but like it's getting to the point where you got a look, you you got a few more people on you. You're kind of working within this community of people that, you know, like you and I both know pretty well (laughs) and, uh, you know i guess like my last question for you considering all the stuff that you've dropped is like like now that you've kind of now that you're kind of like firmly in the pay for love in the shoes of pay for love like going forward how would you describe what pay for love like i don't want to i don't want to ask what the what the pay for love sound is but like what is what is pay for love about like when somebody presses play on a pay for love song, what should they expect to to feel not even to hear like to feel on some ka shit. like you know at we're pat we're pat we're past how it sounds I'm asking how it feels like <laughs>
1: um that's it's a bit tough, but the very first thing that comes to my mind is like motivation music like it's not it's not even like I rap like really motivational stuff but it, it's like. like I know you said not the sound but like it sounds like motivation to me when I hear it like I feel like I can do this and I could like each of my songs made me feel like I can do this and I hope that it makes others feel the same and just like I don't know like besides that just like even though we're in like this, I was having a conversation with someone about this a minute ago, but like we're in a like community where it's kind of easy slash um, lucrative to do trauma as your main, um, Mm. yeah, to use trauma as your main resource. I want it to be like fun. Like I wanna, like, I want people to be like, oh, like this guy's like, having fun or like this guy chopped this crazy like i want people to like hear it and like smile like whether it's because what i'm saying is like so hard or when i'm like how i chopped it was so hard like i want people to be like oh like he's like that kind of Mm -hmm.
0: see i get that because like going back to a A. murphy real quick like that's what i get when i hear that beat like I smiled when I heard that and I was like, damn, that shit is crazy. It just sounds so good. Like and, you know, like I think finding that middle ground between because I've because I've also been talking to people a lot about like the whole like, you know, like tra- like like not trauma porn, but like just in the sense of like people only being like people, being oh, people making songs utilizing trauma, you know, like it, it's, it's a really tricky area to walk. And it's kind of something that's become. I don't want to say it's become like popular recently, but it's like it feels like more and more people are doing it now than they have been in a while. And yeah. like it's it's just very hard to like walk that tightrope and not just have your music become like a slog, you know, and just and just make it feel like work to get through. And like mm-hmm. I can say that to me personally, your music doesn't sound like it's work to get through, you know, like it, it, it like like it has that movement to it that makes it like engaging and like you know like you're putting pieces of yourself in there but it's yeah. not like you know like it's not it's not just like because you know like i obviously don't want to talk down on anybody who uses trauma in their music because that's a really important outlet you know and mm-hmm. and, and and then like if you can tell a story well it doesn't matter but like you know it's just uh it's just always interesting to kind of talk to people who have that in mind now like we're at that point now where we got to be self-aware about how that comes across you know like that's yeah. just, that's interesting to me and i like I'll, that about your music thank you
1: um one of the greatest compliments to ever hear for me is like that someone smiled when they heard my music so that made my day but um yeah i was just like like once like kind of agreeing with you it's like i don't want to put down anybody who like puts trauma in their music because Like you said, it's like an important outlet. Um, The way I always looked at it was that like, um, once I give this to you, like, what will I have type of thing? It's just like, um, if I give you every piece of me, where am I now? Am I like with you? Cause like, I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying, but like kind of just like, if I tell my whole life, tell all my worst um, experiences, am I like, what do I have to myself, kind of? Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, so, nah, I. Oh. oh, go ahead. <laughs> go no, ahead. no, 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 no. Finish your thought.
1: Oh, yeah. That's like, that's kind of where I was informed. Cause I was like, going into college, I think that was kind of my thing was like, oh, like, I wanna, like, I listen to like, Earl is a big person who does that to me, and um, he manages to strike a balance, Um, but a lot of it's a lot to, like, like, I was, like, thinking, like, would I ever turn to, like, um, my friend and be, like, oh, this is all what happened to me and everything. Not to say, like, I can't, disclose like personal details with my friends, of course, but kind of just like, at what level is it like, you know, like a casual friend almost. It's like, yeah, who, who gets this information? Who doesn't get this information? And like, why do we enjoy this type of information coming to us? Like, does it bring us relief in that we know someone else is going through it? Or do we find, um comfort in that someone has it worse than us or are we just like um, this is like on the far end of it just like consuming it as if it was like trauma porn where it's just like oh this is like crazy to see that someone could go through so much right that's yeah that was my whole thing with like trauma and music it's just like I, I understand why it's there and like I'm definitely gonna have like you know, drawing on life experiences, not every life experience can be positive. And I don't want right. to right like, the big day Chance the Rapper or something. It's like... <laughs> right. Yeah, like, I don't want to, like, have people look at me like, oh, this guy's, like, a youth pastor. But I also don't want to, like, put myself in a position where, like, I have to look at a ton of strangers and be like, well this thing hurt me a whole bunch and they're just like yeah like Uh um, it's a very like weird um relationship
0: to have for absolutely yeah yeah you you know like every everyone goes about it differently and i feel and i feel like most people who listen to this type of music um me being one of them is like i feel like it kind of leans more toward the first thing you said just about like, you know, like people confiding, it's, it's it's like confiding in someone else, you know, like, hey, like you get it. And like that, and like that getting it kind of helps me to process what I got going on, or at least it makes me feel better that I'm not the only person, like going through this particular thing. But you know, like, it's, it's all about balance. And, you know, every, every everyone's threshold for that type of shit is different. Some people want to leave it all out on the floor. And that's fucking dope. Some people would rather kind of be very strategic about how they do it like you seem to be and that's dope too you know like it's as long as the music is good like it could be happy sad in the middle angry whatever the fuck like if it's good it's good you know and that's i think that's i think that's the i think that's the uh i think that balance that you've been talking about kind of helps like i can like i can hear that you're really about that you know like that's i can hear that that's something you're trying for and it's only going to get better as you go on so like yeah thanks hell yeah no doubt i i i don't know i don't know why i'm talking like a youth pastor right now but like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the topic was to it <laughs>
0: <laughs> on some other shit but um yo antoine this was great it, i don't i don't have any more questions but like this was this was it was so nice to get to just like chop it up with you for like just about two hours like this was really dope thank you man
1: Thanks, definitely. It was great talking to you too. Um, I did want to ask. Yeah. The guy on your wall in the square frame.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Looks very familiar. Is that Rod that Serling?
0: Guy. That is Rod Serling. Yeah. Okay, so I was like,
1: I was so scared to ask that the whole time. I was like, let me ask. <laughs> again so it's not a. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I feel it. No, no, no. That's Rod Serling. That's um um. Th- um I'm, I'm in my girlfriend's place right now. This is mm-hmm. her wall. So she found i forget where she found this but yeah she just we
1: both love the twilight zone so yeah um if you love the twilight zone you should check out cosmic slot it's mm-hmm. like it's like a boots like bootsy collins not bootsy collins george clinton is like the rod sterling of it so, Ooh,
0: okay. Yeah,
1: it's really interesting it's like a three-piece movie it's like a not three movies but like a it's Short film anthology or something like that?
0: Right. It's like a it's yeah, it's like a movie in like three parts that like they're like little vignettes that aren't related to each other. Yeah. Gotcha. Kind of yeah. like the
1: Twilight Zone. And it's just like, oh wow, this is really cool. Like the first one was um what if aliens came to Earth and said, We'll give you everything to make Earth way better if you give us all the black people. And it's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so goofy like
0: as a concept but like
1: what what would happen like that's a fun yeah. like,
0: <laughs> so. yo send me a trailer because I want to see that definitely yeah. nah please um, do you mind if I use that last part to like end the episode with or should I just like cut that out
1: I don't mind at all
0: okay cool I'm ending with that <laughs> that's tight <laughs> thanks for listening Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.